0: Good way we will. Morning, folks. It's March the 9th, and you're listening to Waking Up with Danny. I am back in charge. Uh, out last week, I was really sick. Sicker than I've ever been, but I have nursed myself back to health with the help from my friends and family. Thank you, everyone, for stepping up and sending me all those well wishes. I really do feel pretty good today. It's March the 9th. Let's get on with it. Up day. Well, changes they are a coming to the south for the new week ahead. After a beautiful Saturday across the region, wet conditions have returned to many cities on Sunday and they will continue on into Monday as the weather pattern transitions once again. Goal, the reason for all the rain? Well, the jet stream's silly goose, a dip in the southern branch of the jet stream will develop over Texas and will remain in place for much of the week. Two disturbances in the southwesterly flow will combine with plentiful moisture. I like where this is going as they move from the western Gulf of Mexico across the southeast. The first disturbance will spread rain and showers from Texas into the lower Miss Valley through Monday. A week of low pressure will develop in the northwestern Gulf of Mexico on Monday and will move across the southeast and into the mid-Atlantic by Tuesday. Notable spots throughout the U.S. In Santa Clara, California and the Bay Area, Steven Salis and Ginny Williams. It's 54 degrees right now, look for a high of 74 today. Fairly pleasant all week long, look for a chance of showers on Wednesday. And highs in the upper 70s pretty much all week. And into the weekend, lows only in the mid-50s. A little chilly, but pretty nice. Seattle, Washington, looking pretty nice all week. A little rain on Wednesday, and a little rain going into the weekend. Look for highs around 61 to 65, and lows in the mid-40. In Yashville, North Carolina, a wet start to the week. Look for rain Monday, Tuesday, through the week, Friday, and highs... Pretty nice through Wednesday, but a little cooler Thursday, Friday. Looking for a sunny weekend in the mid-60s. In New York, New York. Fairly nice little week except for Tuesday and Saturday. Look for a little rain. Highs in the mid-50s, low in the mid-30s. And in Chicago, look for sunshine. Little haze tomorrow, but cold. Mid-40s, 50 or so. Little chance of rain on Friday and Saturday. Lows in the 30s. Pretty chilly week for you guys, so stay warm. Stop the traffic see what's going on. Stop the traffic, i waking up again. Well, I'll be damned if it isn't another congested morning getting into those urban areas. Roar areas is looking pretty clear, though. So if you are out there driving around, be safe. Use your signals for crying out loud, check your blind spots. Don't assume that there's nobody there. There might be somebody there—a little guy on a bicycle, or maybe someone on a motorcycle. You know, they're not as wide the profile of those vehicles, so they can get tucked away back in that blind spot. Sometimes the rearview mirror isn't quite enough. Turn around, check that shoulder. News, news. headlines and things—it's time for the news. What does it all mean? News, news headlines around the world—it's time for the news. Waking up with. A- A Swiss solar-powered plane took off from Abu Dhabi early Monday, making a start for the first attempt to fly around the world without a drop of fuel. Solar Impulse founder André Borschberg was at the controls of the single-seater when it took off from the Albatine executive airport. Borschberg will trade off piloting with Solar Impulse co-founder Bertland Picard. Picard, that's fitting, during stopovers on a journey that will take months to complete. The Swiss pilots say their aim is to create awareness about replacing, quote, old polluting technologies with clean and efficient technologies. End quote. And China tells Japan to check yourself and set down historical baggage. China's foreign minister Renewed calls Sunday for senior Japanese leader to abandon any attempt to water down their nation's guilt over its World War II aggression against China and others. Looking ahead to this year's 70th anniversary to the end of the war, Wang Yi told reporters at an annual briefing that history continues to haunt relations between Beijing and Tokyo. He said Japanese leaders had to choose whether to keep those feelings raw or to put history behind them. And then a massive study published in the Journal of Psychopharmacology Scientists at the Norwegian University for Science and Technology at Trondheim concluded that there is no link between the use of LSD and mental health problems. The study selected 135,000 participants at random, including 19,000 who had used psychedelic drugs and found no evidence linking such drugs to the onset of mental disorders. The study was careful to acknowledge that users of psychedelic drugs are not immune to bad trips and are as susceptible as anyone else to mental health issues, but the findings negate a common perception that drugs like LSD Put users directly in danger. A justification used in criminalization. Is polished and throbbing with energy, but that is not what immediately arrests my attention. What arrests my attention is the fact that this space, space. is space. inhabited. Space. In history, in 1987, Chrysler Corporation offered to buy American Motors for just one billion dollars. In 1981, Dan Rather became the primary anchorman of CBS News, and in 1962, the Egyptian President Nasser declares Gaza belongs to the Palestinians. In 1959, the Barbie doll, popular girl's doll, debuted, 800 million were sold. In 1942, Columbus sailed the ocean blue. Just kidding, the Constitution of the Alaska Highway began. Births and deaths. People were born and died today. We're gonna talk about it. Waking up with Danny, talking about life and death. In 1964, Juliette Binoche was born. In 1943, Bobby Fischer celebrated his first birthday, or should I say his zeroth birthday. In 1934, Yuri Gagarin was also born. In 1918, Mickey Spillane said hello to the world. In 1892, Columbus sailed the ocean blue again. Just kidding. Vita Sackville West was born. It wasn't all happy birthdays and pats on the back, though, folks. People also died. In 2007, Brad Delp died in New Hampshire, of suicide at 55 years old. In 2003, Stan Brakhage, an American director, also died. Bernard Doeyogo, a politician, died in 2003. George Burns, an American comedian, died in 1996. In 1994, Louis Freeman Band leader dies at 100 years old. Bob Crosby, the swing area band leader of the Bobcats, died of cancer at 79 in 1993. And in 1982, Rex Marshall, a TV announcer for a circuit writer and Herman Hickman show, dies. It was 1982. And in 1566, David Riccio, an Italian singer and secretary of Mary Stewart. He did it all, folks. He was murdered. In 1566, this happened. The stock market, the Dow in debt. The European Central Bank started buying government bonds under its expanded quantitative easing plan designed to boost price growth in the region. Central banks bought German and Italian debt, according to at least two people with knowledge of the transactions who asked not to be identified because the information is private. They also purchased Belgian securities, one of the people said, and a separate person said French notes were also being acquired. Fed rate hike expectations hit the stocks, but the dollar holds firm. Stocks fell, and the dollar held firm on Monday in the wake of a forecast beating U.S. jobs numbers that stoked expectations the Federal Reserve could raise interest rates sooner than previously thought. In Europe, most Eurozone government bond yields fell on the first day of the European Central Bank's 1 trillion euro bond buying program. Brent crude oil fell toward $59 a barrel on Monday as the dollar strengthened and a supply glut pushed global oil inventories to record highs. The dollar hit a more than 11-year high against a basket of currencies after data showed the U.S. unemployment rate in February fell to its lowest level since May 2008, making commodities priced in the greenback more expensive for holders of other currencies. Oil inventories are rising across the world as production outstrips demand, offsetting geopolitical tensions in the Middle East and the risk of input cuts in Libya and Iraq. Time for the quad. Gold is for the mistress, silver is for the maid, copper for the craftsman, so cunning at his trade. Good, says the baron sitting in his hall, but iron, cold iron, is the master of them all. Source unknown. Again, the word of the day, Clara Hugh. It's a noun, a humorous, pseudo-biographical verse of four lines of uneven length, with the rhyming scheme A-A-B-B and the first line containing the name of the subject. Some etymology after writer Edmund Clara Hugh Bentley, who originated it, earliest documented use in 1928. Here is one of his Clara Hughes. Sir Christopher Wren said I am going to dine with some men. If anyone calls, say I am designing St. Paul's. A couple clear hues from this delightful book, Presidential Misadventures. Spendthrift Thomas Jefferson declared, My shopping's never done. He went to town to buy bananas and came home with Louisiana. Turf defender James Monroe warned the Europeans, Whoa! If you trespass, you'll be shot. That's my doctrine like it or not. And a bonus thought for the day, a full belly to the laborer is, in my opinion, the foundation of public morals and the only source of real public peace. William Cobet, a journalist and pamphleteer, said this. He was also a farmer and lived from March 1763 to 1835. And you know you gotta learn something today. You'll make your life better The more you know, the more you know You'll make your life better And you know you gotta learn something today You'll make your life better And the more you know, the more you know Christopher Harrison, also known as the man with the golden arm, is a blood plasma donor from Australia whose unusual plasma composition has been used to make a treatment for rhesus disease. He has made over 1,000 donations throughout his lifetime, and these donations are estimated to have saved over 2 million unborn babies from the condition. James Harrison was born on December 27, 1936. At the age of 14, he underwent major chest surgery, requiring 13 liters of blood. After surgery, he was in the hospital for three months. Realizing the blood has saved his life, he made a pledge to start donating blood as soon as he turned 18, the then required age. So he started donating in 1954, and after the first few donations, it was discovered that his blood contained an unusually strong and persistent antibody called RHOD. Now this antibody is given to RHD negative mothers of unknown positive babies during and after pregnancy to prevent the creation of antibodies to the blood of an RHD positive child. This antigen sensitization and subsequent incompatibility phenomenon causes Rhesus disease, most common form of hemolytic disease of the newborn, HDN. Through the donation of his plasma, Harrison helped prevent thousands of born and unborn children dying from HDN. This uniqueness was considered so important that his life was insured for $1 million after his discovery, and the following research based on his donations created the commercial anti-D immune globulin, commonly known as ROGAM. His blood plasma derivatives have since been given as treatment to 1 in 10 pregnant women whose blood could potentially become incompatible with that of their children. In 2007, Harrison was critical of plans to open up Australia's plasma donation to foreign corporations. He believes that opening up the trade will discourage volunteers from donations. This opening of trade stemmed from a review of the country's free trade agreement with the United States. Sometimes you got questions and... You don't know where to go, so you send them to me I'm waking up with any Don't let those questions haunt your dreams Just send them to me I'll do my best to answer all your questions All your questions Waking up with Danny. Questions and answers. Okay, this is a new segment on Waking Up With Danny called Questions and Answers. You send me your questions on Twitter at, at upwithdanny or through email. Danny, at waking up with Danny and I answer them right here. So, at the Rob Mo on Twitter asks... What is the connection between Thomas Wolfe and Asheville? Well, excellent question, Mr. Rob. Let's answer that right now. In case you didn't know, Thomas Wolfe was a famous American author born in the year 1900 right here in Asheville, North Carolina. He was a fictional author and wrote such notable works as Look Homeward, Angel, You Can't Go Home Again, The Party at Jack's, and Oh Lost. He is known for mixing his highly original poetic rhapsodies and impressionistic prose with an autobiographical edge. His most famous narrative, Look Homeward Angel, fictionalized his early experiences in Asheville and chronicled family, friends, and the borders of his mother's establishment on Spruce Street. In the book, he renamed the town to Altamont and called the boarding house Dixieland. So that's really it. He was just a famous author, just happened to be born in Asheville. And we love him here. We have his house as a monument up on, uh, up downtown, you can visit it, the Thomas Wolfe Memorial, and it's quite a spot for tourists. We also have the Thomas Wolfe Theater downtown, where we have several music and theater events. Well, that's going to do it, folks. Join me right here, same time next week, for Waking Up With Danny. Have a great day, folks.